Hello and good day, eh? Welcome to the Super Good Camping Podcast. My name is Pamela. I'm Tim. And we are from supergoodcamping.com. We are here because we are on a mission to inspire other families to enjoy camping adventures such as we have with our kids. Today, we wanted to talk a little bit about the history of camping. So where did camping come from? Who came up with this idea of pitching yourself a tent out in the middle of nowhere and swimming and boating and fishing and hiking and doing stuff in nature? What kind of lunatic decided that some kind of canvas or nylon or something over your head as opposed to the wooden one with the shingles and stuff was a better idea? (laughs) Who thought that? Well, it's more portable than the wooden one with the shingles and stuff. Well, true. As indigenous cultures and early explorers and nomadic societies have been camping and living outdoors for survival and cultural reasons for millennia, so it's been around for a very long time, but in more recent history, the modern camping movement gained momentum in the late 19th and early 20th centuries, uh, with certain individuals and and groups advocating for being outdoors and just appreciating nature. Uh, We've got about four guys that are contenders for who is the, the father of camping or who is the inventor of camping. Uh, So the first guy, I'll pass over to to Tim. Oh, sure. Make me do it. Uh, Okay, so first contender is Thomas Hiram Holding, uh, born in uh, 1844 uh, and passed away in 1930. He's often credited with popularizing recreational camping and is sometimes referred to as the father of modern camping, although there's three other guys that are vying for the Need same to do some genetic <laughs> testing to see who's the father <laughs> same same hat want the, I want that hat uh, he was an English interpreter and uh, outdoor enthusiast who played a significant role in promoting camping as a recreational activity during the late uh, 19th and early 20th centuries he grew up in a working class uh, family and developed a strong love for the outdoors from a very very young age his introduction to camping was sparked uh, during a bicycle tour in Ireland in the 1870s. He, he totally loved doing that and, and went, wow, I need, to, I need to do more of this. I need to get other people to do exactly. this too. Exactly. Josie Dinsmore, see, there, that's where your whole biking camping thing started, just saying. His uh, promotion of camping was, was holding, was, he was a, a proactive advocate for camping and sought to encourage others to embrace outdoor living. He, he believed that camping provided an opportunity to escape the stresses of urban life and reconnect with nature. I think that's a pretty valid one. I think we can both say, yeah, absolutely. Nature, yep. please. Uh, his no, most notable contribution to the it was the publication of his book, The Camper's Handbook, a Manual of Instruction for Trampers and Campers. <laughs> and I, <laughs> how do you not laugh at trampers? Come on. Uh, it, he published it in 1908, and it provided uh, practical advice for, uh, you know, camping, uh, equipment, how to, how to, you know, cook at the campfire, uh, shelter, outdoor ethics, which is a fabulous thing that a lot of people don't seem to be paying attention to these days. Uh, it became a popular guide for uh, novice campers and outdoor enthusiasts, and, and apparently it still holds to this day. Just saying. He organized camping expeditions and trips to promote the activity. He was a big fan, so he led groups of campers on outdoor adventures. You know, the, the more people you get out there, the more people that are into doing that sort of stuff, right? Yeah, and, and his legacy... Uh, would be like that he he did all these recreational activities he he tried to make things <laughs> be less poopy he he figured out 
the the concept of like lightweight equipment, uh, efficient camp setup, you know, so you're quicker and faster and, and have to lug less stuff, responsible outdoor behavior, you know, that, that sort of stuff that has played out to, to modern camping practices. Later in his life, he... Uh, he continued to, to, to champion those those recreational activities, and uh, eventually he passed away in uh, August August seventeenth, nineteen thirty. Wonderful legacy to leave behind. Uh, so our next guy who's vying for the title of the father of camping is Horace Kephart. He was a, an American author, librarian, and outdoors enthusiast. He is best known for his book Camping and Woodcraft. He was born in Pennsylvania in eighteen sixty two. Uh, and later worked as a librarian in Missouri. He moved to the Great Smoky Mountain areas, uh, which is in 1904, uh, he experienced a very personal and professional crisis that prompted him to move to that area of Western North Carolina. And his most significant contribution to outdoor literature was his book, Camping and Woodcraft, a handbook for vacation campers and for travelers in the wilderness, which was published in 1906. Uh, it's a practical guide on camp setup, cooking, shelter building, and woodcraft techniques. Uh, Kephart was a strong advocate for the preservation of the natural environment. Uh, just as we are, he documented the culture, history, and traditions of the region and played a role in promoting the establishment of Great Smoky Mountains National Park, uh, which we'll talk about in a future episode. And uh, he passed away in 1931 in Bryson City, North Carolina, and he was recognized after his death for his contributions to literature, outdoor education, and conservation. All right, so our next applicant to be the grandfather of camping is Ernest Thompson Seton, uh, born in 1860, passed away in 1946. It's a bit of a theme here. These guys were all born sort of close to the same time, and they all passed away sort of close to the same time. Interesting. I would say camping started up in that realm of the world. Uh, he was a British-born Canadian-American author. He was born on August 14, 1860 in South Shields, England. Uh, his family immigrated to Canada in 1866, and he grew up in a rural environment, so out in the boonies, uh, fostering his love for nature and, wild, nature and wildlife. Um, he developed a, a talent for art and became a skilled illustrator. Moving forward, he became known for his detailed and accurate descriptions of animals which were featured in his many books and publications. In the late 19th century, he was inspired by Native American culture and wilderness skills. He co-founded the Woodcraft Indians, an organization aimed at teaching outdoor skills, nature appreciation, and ethical values to, to young people. This group laid the groundwork for his involvement with the Boy Scouts, which we're, we're both very happy to. <laughs> Our kids have gone through that stuff, and Pamela continues to be a, a scouter. It's, it's an amazing thing. Just I'm just saying. I, I like to go and build cup cars and stuff. Boy Scouts of America. So he, he played a role in the early development of, of such. He met with uh, BSA, Boy Scouts of America, uh, founder Robert uh, Baden-Powell and incorporated elements of the woodcraft into the scouting movement. He wrote the first official handbook for the BSA titled The Birch Bark Roll, which introduced young scouters to uh, outdoor skills and woodcraft. He was a prolific writer. Uh, one of his most famous works is Wild Animals I Have Known, uh, which was in 19 
1898, a collection of animal stories that became a classic of animal literature. Uh, he also uh, authored books on tracking, camping, and wilderness survival. He, back to the scouts, he helped shape the ethos of scouting and emphasized the value of connecting with nature, learning practical skills, and developing strong moral character. And last but not least, my favorite, Robert Bain Powell. He was a British Army officer, writer, and founder of the Worldwide Scouting Movement. Uh, along with uh, some influence from Ernest Thomas Seton. He aimed to promote character development, outdoor skills, and community service amongst young people. Uh, he was born in, in 1857 in England, came from a military family, and developed an interest in outdoor activities and scouting skills from a young age. He joined the British Army and served in various postings, including in India and Africa. His leadership and innovative tactics during the prolonged siege of the town of Mafeking, South Africa in the Second Boer War uh, made him a national hero in Britain. Inspired by his experiences in the military and the skills he learned from Indigenous peoples during his travels, Baden Powell published a handbook titled Aids to Scouting in 1899. The manual emphasized outdoor skills tracking and woodcraft. It was used by youth groups and teachers and he organized a camp on Brown Sea Island in 1907 to test his ideas about training boys and self-discipline and teamwork. The camp is often considered the beginning of the Boy Scout movement. The success of the camp led him to publish a book called Scouting for Boys in 1908, which emphasized outdoor skills, citizenship, and character development. Bain Powell's legacy lives on through his continued success and growth of the scouting movement worldwide, of which, as Tim said, I'm a scouter and our kids have been involved in scouting. His ideas and principles have inspired generations of young people to become responsible, capable, and engaged citizens who contribute positively to their communities and the world. So while we can't say that camping came from any one individual, there seems like there are many influences, uh, including Indigenous cultures and nomadic tribes, and also four different guys who could potentially claim have their claim to fame be that they were the father of camping as we know it but we're so happy that we did or that they did decide that we should go recreational camping absolutely uh, i mean it's pretty simple to, to say indigenous people came up with it way before the rest of us i i'm thoroughly grateful for the for the four fellows that that went you know what let's make this be a thing so because now now we do this and i can't imagine not doing this well and the common theme amongst all of them seems to be like connecting to nature being responsible being capable and and confident in doing what you're doing in nature but also um, taking care of wildlife and nature as we know it protecting all the stuff yep well, that's it for us for today. Thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate every single time you listen to us. Um, if you would like to reach out to us, we would love to hear from you. We are available on Instagram, Facebook, and please do subscribe to us on YouTube. And we are on Twitter. And if you would like to email us, we'd be happy to hear from you anytime. Our email address is hi at supergoodcamping.com. That's H-I at supergoodcamping.com. And we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye.